G'day guys, I'm Aaron Schultz and this is episode number 61 of the Outback Mine podcast. Thank you very much for joining in and thank you uh, for everyone that voted for uh, the Outback Mind podcast and the Outback Mind for the Australian Men's Health Award. Uh, we got uh, a really nice, uh, nice prize there. It was um, really unexpected to be uh, nominated for the or won the the People's Choice Award for Queensland. So um, that was really cool. So uh, yeah, appreciate everyone, everyone that sort of nominated uh, the Outback Mind and also uh, voted. So um, yeah, really unexpected. It's not why we we do this sort of stuff to to get recognition, but um, it's really nice to to get some encouragement for what we do. So I uh, really, really appreciate that. So thank you. Um, now, today's guest um, and the podcast is a bit, a little bit out of the box. Now, as you know, I'm really passionate about um, nutrition for mental health and uh, looking after our mental health um, through our gut primarily, which, which plays a, a huge role. It's not, uh, not discussed enough and um, particularly in medical circles, it's not really something that's, uh, that's commonly brought up when people go in with, a, with an issue. So... Today's guest is a gentleman by the name of Andy Galloway. Now, we all love chocolate. I don't think I know anyone that doesn't. So Andy uh, is part of an organisation called Yum. So they, they actually um, promote or they, they provide chocolates to promote mental health. So they've all got a, a strong message, uh, the products that they make with regards to reinforcing our mental well-being. Now, like chocolate, beer, all that sort of stuff, everything in moderation is fine. Um, a lot of people like to, to binge on both, uh, but certainly chocolate is very, very good for our mental well-being, particularly dark chocolate, I, th- I think, as well. And um, I primarily eat a plant-based diet, so I eat uh, dairy-free chocolate, which I love, but, uh, yeah, the, old, um, the old-fashioned stuff's pretty good too. So if you're a chocolate lover, I'm sure you're going to love this conversation because, uh, as I said, it's a bit out of the box. It's not something that we uh, we usually talk about, but it, uh, it is something that's good for our mental well-being and a little bit of chocolate um, doesn't hurt us at all. So uh, Andy's going to tell us all about the great work that they've been doing. Also, I want to um, make special mention to our supporting partners, Green Nutritionals, uh, Green Nutritionals who provide uh, beautiful organic green superfoods. So if you're looking to supplement your diet um, and bring some magnesium um, they also do uh, green superfood they do uh, barley grass powder wheatgrass powder calcium uh, all all the all the stuff that our bodies need to thrive so i really encourage you to check them out the wonderful products that they make it's greennutritionals.com.au and also pure life sprouted bakery they provide i believe the best bread in australia which is available all around australia sprouted bread which is much better for our digestion our gut health, which helps our mental health. So please check out and support them. Purelifebakery.org, sorry, .com.au. So without further ado, we'll get uh, Andy on and start this chocolatey conversation. Andy Galloway, welcome to the Outback Mind podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. Thanks for having me on. No worries, mate. Uh, look, uh, I sort of explained in the intro um, before this, like it's a bit bit different, um, you know, doing something with regards to a luxury in life, which is which is what you do, which is chocolate. But you've got such an amazing passion for mental health, and um, you know, obviously some 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 pretty um, major things have happened in your life with colleagues and friends and so forth um, to to sort of inspire you to do what you're doing, mate. But I'd love you to talk a bit about your own journey, your upbringing, where you're from, um, sort of how life's evolved for you to to where you are now. Yeah, thanks. Look, um, 
Yum's a, a, a great little company um, and, and I'm really kind of proud to be part of it and really proud to be, um, you know, flogging this horse, so to speak, because, you know, we, we started out in 2017. That was the first kind of ideation of the whole concept um, based around, you know, two young doctors who saw the need for early intervention, mental health, tools and resources. You know, everyone was was talking problems. Everyone was talking, you know, like awareness of those problems, but no one was getting on the forefront mm. um, and, and kind of this this product being chocolate, obviously, you know, it's a very emotive product. It's a very kind of, um, it's a stimulation product. You know, you have a little bit of your own treat time. You, you have a little bit of special time. So it works really well with our message, which is along the lines of making sure that people um, take a proactive step towards their own mental health and wellness. Mm. Um, as you said, like, you know, I, I don't know a human, I think, at the moment who hasn't had mental health or, um, uh, you know, our mental disorders come into their life in some capacity, mm. whether it's stress leave, whether it's, you know, um, postnatal depression from their partners or their friends or, you know, um, I've, I've had friends... Uh, who've committed suicide. I've, I've seen uh, colleagues who've, you know, had complete breakdowns and just have to take breaks out of life. Mm. Um, you know, we, the, the really disturbing thing for me more than anything, and I think the thing that drives me a lot with this business, though, is seeing how many people are living at, you know, 70%. Mm. You know, they're letting things like stress, anxiety, take them so much further beyond what they need to be in their lives and, and not embracing them and, and taking them on um, head on and, and finding the tools that they need, you know, like it's as simple as kind of identifying them, you know, and I say simple, but they're not simple. They're never simple, of course. Mm. But, you know, if, if we encourage uh, a, a conversation around approaching these things early, and approaching them with the right tools and resources, then they don't become bigger things in life. They don't become, you know, the, the big problems that we talk about, about depression and suicide and, mm. um, you know, mental health problems. They become little things that we're fixing. Yeah, and, and that's the conversation we promote. Absolutely. You, you, you sound very passionate and, and I've been the same for quite a while. We have a really reactive approach to life. Um, you know, we, we have in the workplace uh, an EAP that fixes people when they're damaged, uh, but really yeah. we're, not, we're not taking a proactive approach to keep people happy, healthy and well. And you just got to look at kids going through school. They're put into fear really quickly when they sort of get that uh, mid-teen um, sort of, you know, age bracket and all of a sudden they sort of go into adult life and they're really confused and they become anxious and depressed. And really when the nervous system gets put into threat in flight and fight, that's... Uh, that's a reaction to that, mate. It's not a disorder as, as such. It's actually a disorder which is created uh, you know, upon us. And I guess, you know, I'm, I'm really, really passionate, Andy, to try and do what I can to help people understand themselves a little bit better because we're not educated to actually really um, understand our, our nervous system, our, our physical body, uh, the way that our body's speaking to us. Um, being able to you know, live more in, in, in line with nature rather than sort of, you know, forcing against it. And uh, I just think that uh, 
we've got a moment in time now to be able to reverse things because we've had a really, really reactive model in, in many ways. It's easy to go and take a pill. It's easy to go and, um, you know, mm. do the booze thing, the drugs thing if you uh, have got some instability. But if you can actually understand why the instability is happening, then you can put tools into place uh, to manage it. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Look, we, we talk a lot to the corporates that we work with about reframing the way that we view it. And, and that's easy to say in the, in the course of um, mental health in general in terms of awareness and problems. But let's reframe this like we, re, like we work with physical health. Mm. Let's say Brisbane Broncos. If they've got fellas coming off the paddock every week with torn hamstrings, they don't stand up on soapboxes and say, hey, we've got a problem here. Everybody, you know, let us all do that. Nah, they get straight on it, right? Mm. They get straight on their strength and conditioning coaches and they work so that they don't have blokes coming off the paddock every week with torn hamstrings. Mm. So what if we took that approach with mental health? What if we took that approach with mental wellness and, and with our own mind and body where instead of going to the gym every week just for our body, what if we went to a mental gym every week? Mm. You know, what... What are we doing not on our good on our bad days, sorry, when when we feel stressed, but what are we doing on our good days to build that resilience, to build that strength? Mm. Because if if we start talking about that, then we start talking about competitive advantage. Mm. Absolutely. When we start talking about those who want to, you know, uh, be strong in that area can have the tools and resources and can build themselves out. And it's just another thing that you can be good at. I can be good at my mental health because I train, mm. because I build my own strength. Yeah, you know, and and that's that's a lot of the reframing that I think that we as, as a company and, and as a mindset um, try and push a lot at the moment. Absolutely, that that's so brilliant to hear, mate. Uh, a a pre-ability approach, and um, uh, you you know, I'm not going to talk about myself too much here, but. Uh, 11 years ago, I sort of, you know, started to figure out who I was and started to move out of that, that sort of stuck mindset. And now my practice yeah. every morning is a couple of hours of just getting grounded, you know, um, because I know if yeah. I do that, then when I walk out into the world, I'm, I'm so much better uh, and yeah. I, can, I can see for what it is. And, you know, stress is not of this world, Andy. It's a, it's a byproduct of the mind. The world's trying to teach us things all the time everything is in nice flow out there it's just what we've actually got going on between our ears which is causing all the problems so if you can declutter and you can um you know sweep the mind i just think it sets us up to be more um balanced and and more able to participate in life uh freely because life in modern society is taking us the other way at a rapid rate well, we've had so, so much stimulation created in our lives over the last 30, 40 years. Um, you know, when we were young bikes, there was, there was not much to do other than, you know, the things that were naturally uh, uh, accustomed to being a human. But now we've got all this uh, stimulation. Uh, we mm-hmm. need to be able to, you know, balance that out because if we've got too much, then the nervous system says, well, hey, hang on, something's going on here. And then we look for, uh, for stimulation of other sorts through oral stimulation primarily, which might uh, give us some temporary, uh, temporary uh, you know, enhancement, I guess. Yeah. Have you ever heard that old Chinese proverb, um, a man with two choices will always be happy, a man with 50 choices will never be happy? No, I haven't, no. <laughs> so the whole idea being that when, when we simplify things down and, and when things are easy, then you know, we can see whether we like the red car or we like the blue car. And we definitely don't like the red car, so therefore we are happy with our choice of the blue car. Absolutely. But if you gave me 
25 different shades of red and then some yellow, some green, some pink. I could never choose what colour car and I'd never be happy with what colour car I wanted at the mm, end of it. And, and the idea being that, you know, that kind of confusion or that kind of, you know, so much stimulus ends up just being actually counterproductive um, in the end result. Absolutely, mate. And uh, it's, a, it's a big telltale to our mental well-being. So I sort of took a more minimalist approach a few years ago and, uh, uh, you know, I just find keeping things quite simple can have a tremendous effect on, on your, uh, your, your structure and quality of life because you're not, you're not flicking through the TV channel looking for something to watch because there's, you know, 50 channels to choose from you. You're basically looking at yeah. things that can give you nourishment rather than take the nourishment the other way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Back to the old uh, design is deliberate theory, right? That's true. Yeah. And, and, you know, supermarkets, for example, and all those sorts of things, there's so much choice and so much competition for our eyes and um, mm. you know, being aware of that is so important. So a resilience practice in the morning is really powerful because it just gets you back to base again. And I always call it, you know, coming back through the gears, back to a neutral mind, because when your mind's more neutral, you're, you're more, more aware and more conscious of what's actually going on so you can make uh, you know, wiser uh, choices which won't have any consequences. Yeah. Yeah, look, I think it comes back down to that um, that concept, uh, you know, and I believe it was the late Edward de Bono who, who said design is deliberate, and, and the idea being that, you know, I, you are the designer of your life, mm. and what are you deliberately putting in and what's forcing its way in? Mm. Um, and what are you choosing for yourself and what is being forced into your world? Mm. Um, and, and that's how you des- design your life based upon either influences, things that are, being, that are influencing you or things that you want. Mm. Um, and, and that sometimes that needs to be balanced. So Absolutely anyway. it does. So, yeah, yeah. Look, in, in Eastern cultures, uh, they, they've talked about sadhana for years to, to, to find that balance, you know, and this was well before, you know, all the stimulation that came into the world as we see it today. Uh, that, that sort of stuff is so, so relevant in, uh, in this uh, in this environment, I guess, um, yeah, very, very much so. So, you know, it's really, mm. really, really good to hear you, you know, say that, that's for sure. Mm. I just think, mate, I'd, I'd like to learn more about, you know, what, what, what sort of obviously motivated you to, to, to get to where you are now with regards to what you're doing. Um, you know, is it sustainable? Is, is the, the social enterprise actually working for you? Um, is it a challenge, a struggle, all those sorts of things, which may be you know, knocking around your own well-being? Yeah, so I started in um, my career in hospitality. I did a um, business management degree at the University of Queensland and, you know, um, was pretty well destined to spend the rest of my career in hospitality. Mm. And I actually burnt out a fair bit running my own cafe to start with. Mm. Um, I owned my own cafe when I was 25, so pretty young, fresh out of uni, you know, wide-eyed and all the rest of it, and I just burnt myself out really quickly. Mm. Um, now, that that taught me a lot of things, obviously, about business and about, you know, my own self-worth and things like that, but um, the real thing for me was that actually I wasn't interested in building cafes and businesses that, um, you know, were revolving around hospitality, but that the thing I really loved about that business and the reason why... I was so committed to it was because I was building a community around me and I was building this community that to this day, I still live in the area where I <laughs> had the cafe 
um, and my daughter goes to school with people who are regulars at my cafe and people, you know, having been part of that community and playing that role in a community um, for me was um, pretty critical, to be frank. Um, you know, like it, it really drove a lot of my um, energy and it drove a lot of the, the reasons for me being in business. Mm. Um, and so it was kind of a natural progression that then I moved into social enterprise after that. And I had a couple of dabbles with a couple of different startups and um, whatnot, trying to get them into market, but, you know, just desperate to be in this um, social enterprise space. Mm. Um, and then obviously came across the, the Yum um, business, who um, uh, a good mate from school is actually on the board of directors and, and kind of edged me in to say, like, look, you know, why don't you try this one and see how you go? And it was just such a perfect fit. It was such a perfect time to be doing this kind of work. It was such a perfect fit for me where I was with the other businesses. Um, and and so it kind of fell in my lap a little bit in that regard. But um, since then, um, we, we, we had a shocker of a year 2020. I, I think that's a pretty common sentence. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it also set us up really nicely for the work we're doing now and for the, the capacity that we have to be able to I guess, move into this new um, uh, really emerging space, which is around that early intervention. Um, you know, we're, we're, we were kind of there before it started and now we're, we're really coming into our own with it. So, mm. yeah, look, it's, um, it, it, it's been an interesting journey for me personally um, as well as for the company. And I'm, I'm just super grateful for being able to do this kind of work. Mm. Very, very unique and different, mate. I... I... I really you know, congratulate you for, for what you're doing to be able to think outside the square and, and provide uh, education that, um, that is enjoyable, obviously, but uh, being able to you know, be creative and, and, and get into something which is you know, quite unique. So how's, how's your revenue being generated? Is it through fundraising events? Is it through, um, through like just, just private enterprise? How, how, are you, how are you keeping the business afloat? Yeah, so a lot of our um, revenue comes from uh, organisations, so corporations within Australia. Um, we are a national business now, which is excellent. Um, can ship anywhere in the country, which is even better. Um, and um, we, so because of the way our chocolates are, so all of our chocolates have a little positive actionable message on them. Mm. They then have a QR code that then connects through to um, a greater piece of content. It's only a five-minute read, but it's tools, tips, you know, tricks for building resilience. Mm. And so um, these little little gems, these little uh, chocolate medallions um, sit in tea rooms around Australia, um, and we have a subscription model for which um, organisations can just uh, get a regular kind of dose, just like your toilet paper comes every month, so does the yum chocolate. Yeah, great. Um, and... Uh, yeah, and so the chocolates sit in tea rooms, they sit at reception centres, um, you know, in lobbies, etc. Um, and it's a really nice little tick box for corporations to be able to engage their staff and visitors um, with mental health and wellness. Mm. Um, the cool thing about it um, that we've been finding is that a lot of organisations are saying that when they have our chocolates in their um, tea rooms and, and around in their facilities, 
that when they then go and try and introduce maybe first health, uh, mental health first aid or they get in a keynote speaker, there's a better reception to mental health in the workplace mm. because they've had this regular everyday product sitting in the organisation every day and they're, they're eating the chocolates and reading little messages and, you know, it's, it's all around them all the time. The, the whole organisation is taking on uh, a different approach or a better approach to mental health than they were previously, mm. which is something that's just so cool to think that our little chockies are, you know, um, changing the way that people accept information and accept mental health and wellness into their lives, yeah, um, even on a greater scale like that. But we do a lot of fundraising for um, non-for-profits as well, which um, works out really well. Um, and we do obviously a lot of events and um, sponsoring of events and things like that, which all just contribute to the uh, to the bottom line. Um, but predominantly, we're corporation focused. Yeah. Mm. So what I'm what I'm hearing is your products actually providing a gateway for heart based leadership in the workplace, which I think is really needed. Uh, Absolutely. We we have so much, uh, you know, expectation, domination of the mind, performance, all those sorts of things, but. If a leader is really embracing their people, then those people will, will, will perform no matter what because they'll actually enjoy being there. They'll feel valued and honoured and respected and loved and cared for and all that, which is everything a human wants and needs. Um, yep. The majority of workplaces out there are disconnecting people. Um, you know, yep. be, be, because of lack of care and, um, uh, you know, lack of account, or I wouldn't say accountability, but like just lack of actually asking people, you know, Dali, how are you going? You know, who, who are you rather than how are you? Getting to know their people really yeah. well rather than just filling a, a, a role and just uh, set and forget. And I just think smart employers that can, can do uh, little things like what you're doing, providing products, but also providing... Um, you know, human natural support, uh, which is something that we all need, uh, can really help uh, lift a person's physical and mental well-being inside and out the outside the workplace. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. I was um I was at an event during Men's Health Week. Um, so June twelfth to twentieth was Men's Health Week, and one of the really interesting takeaways from this it was a chat between Mark Ocalupo and Dr. Clive Williams, mm. and one of the really interesting takeaways was that Dr. Clive Williams said, we are no longer conditioned to leave our emotions at the door. Mm. So it, when I was growing up, even um, my first jobs, people would say, you know, you're, you're about to start shift. I don't care what's happening in your personal life. Put on your game face. You know, you're about to start shift. I don't want the customers to see or, yeah. you know, don't bring that into the workplace. Yeah. And now that's changed. So now we're seeing people, we're seeing organisations say, okay, you can come in and, and bring your emotions to the table. That's fine. We want to see that. That's human. That's, you know, raw. We accept that. But really the organisation isn't quite up to being a safe space for those emotions yet. Mm. They're not quite ready to fully embrace that. So I think for us, for helping them to get up to speed with being an open door for that, you know, like it, it's really easy to kind of post on LinkedIn and say, you know, oh, uh, we are flexible and we work from home and, you know, if Susie needs time off for this or if Tom needs time off for that, we we consider it a great thing, you know, and, you know, it, it's really easy to do the outward promotion, but really they're not fully safe spaces for people to 
share raw emotion. And maybe it's not, um, or, you know, not even raw emotion, sorry, but just a true version of themselves. Yep. And, and maybe it's not the organization's responsibility and role. That's up for question. But to think that we can maybe help build some frameworks around that so that the organization can play a better role or play a role in supporting um, a truer form of yourself at work, then, you know, I think that's pretty special. Absolutely, mate. Uh, the workplace and sporting organisations uh, play a, a huge part in people's lives. And if we can get that right, um, to be able to like help support people while they're there, then all of a sudden their lives outside the workplace can be so much more um, yeah. uh, balanced and better. And uh, I just think proactive workplaces that are smart. Is that a dog I can hear in the background? <laughs> Tell him to shut up. Sorry, <laughs> it sounds like I'm just trying to move to the back of the house. <laughs> it, sounds like, it sounds like a couple of dogs. <laughs> yeah. Mate, um, yeah, 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 I understand. Sorry. Uh, all good. Tell me, um, yeah, so like, I just think that, that organisations that, that can do that, uh, you know, everyone knows this, but why aren't they doing it? They, they need to really pay attention to, to these things rather than the bottom line consistently because if you can get this right, the bottom line will take care of itself. Well, yeah, and I think that's a really critical point and, and to where I then start to say it is competitive advantage mm. because if you can provide that kind of support and that framework for employees, as you just said, their home life is much better, you know, they feel more empowered, there is a greater sense of um, commitment, etc. Mm. Um, you know, and we, we all understand the flow and effect to then have a better workplace, which is a more productive workplace, which is less absenteeism, higher productivity. Um, you know, like the financial cost is one thing, but just the staff turnover or the, you know, the culture, etc., of an organisation, you know, this is where the good organisations, I think, will start to show themselves, mm. um, or the, the ones that care about these kinds of things and see the value in it, mm. um, see the value in mental health and wellness programs. Um, so, yeah, look, I think it's the future, but I'm a little bit biased. Oh, mate, it's so simple but so difficult, you know. it's it's yeah. Everyone knows it, but there's very, very few embracing it, you know, and I just hope the conversations what we're having now will, will actually spark some interest out there from someone that is employing people or someone that is an employee to maybe say to their boss, well, hey, how about we, um, we do something different uh, this financial year or next year so we can you know, have a better place for, for our people. <laughs> Those dogs are yeah, right. Sorry. <laughs> you're right. No, oh, are they really loud? Sorry. Yeah, they're right, mate. Are no they worries. still really loud? Yeah, it's okay. No, all good. All good. Sorry, mate. No worries. Here we are. I understand. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd be good. running out to see them, but they'll be even louder if I head <laughs> that way. <laughs> you're right. Sure. No, no worries at all. But, mate, uh, Andy, how can people get hold of you and learn about, you know, the lovely work that you're doing with uh, with your organisation and maybe get in touch about... Uh, seeing what you can do to help help them out independently or um, uh, as, a, as, a, as a workplace or a, a club to be able to bring your products in that can help inspire them to maybe do something uh, which is really nice and it's eating chocolate and everyone loves that, but also really nice to be able to provide positive message to, to themselves or to their people. Yeah, thank you. Um, and, and I'll be shameless in my plug when I say, um, you know, just jump online and grab a, 
grab a box of chocolate. But <laughs> look, the our um, our our website has all of our tools, tips, tricks, all of the content that we produce is free on our website, mm. and that's www.thisisyum. Yum has two m's. dot com. Jump on there. Have a look at the resources. Have a look at the tools. Take them off there and put them in your EDMs. You know,、um, put them in your mailouts to your staff.、Mm. Uh, get all your staff looking at the website. Get them all on there. It's the the thing you can do is、um, start to promote that kind of culture.、Mm. Uh, you know, we have we always have one or two kind of office champions. You know,、um, who kind of start the ball rolling. So. The real path for us is people starting to engage with the content, liking what we're doing, and then the chocolate is almost like a byproduct of that, where they want to then spread that to their workmates, and they want to spread that in their organisation. They want to have it part of their organisation.、Mm. So, yeah, chuck a follow on on the old Instagrams and all the rest of it.、So, um, you know, come see us on LinkedIn. Come grab us on the website. Buy some pouches of chocolate. Love to have your support. Um, you know, make sure you pick your charity that you want to see、um, money go towards,、um, because we are、uh, we do contribute heavily to supporting the support services that we lean on so、um, heavily.、Um, you know, we we funnel people through to those guys fairly regularly through our website and through our、um, content. So we do like to contribute to them as well.、Um, and yeah,、That's、from there, just let us know how we can help you. Yeah, mate, that that's tremendous. You you you've got this nice cycle going. You know, you're helping the、uh, the consumer. You're helping the,、uh, the the charity that can help others through other other methods and and and、uh, and, and ways as well, mate. So I really congratulate you and and your organisation for what you're doing. It, it's certainly different to be able to have a conversation about something like this.、Um, You know, mental health is、uh, is here to stay. It's something that we're all, all unconscious conscious of. You know, not that not so long ago, but I just think you know we've got something really in、um, in common where we have a a really、um, deep interest in in prevention and and actually giving ourselves tools to be more resilient out there, be able to create a, a nice armor around ourselves so we can、um, enjoy life without getting involved with stuff that may not.、Um, May not be that good for us, I guess.、Uh, you know,、uh, moving into、uh, you know this、uh, this year and beyond, I guess for sure, with some of the imbalances that are happening. Yeah, absolutely. And look, you know, support from guys like yourself, you know, running podcasts that are constantly having these conversations,、um, and and through a varied of topics and through a varied of different sectors,、um, you know, like. We we leverage off your support because you guys are doing all all the really hard yards. I think when it comes to awareness and you know just creating the right lens for which other so many people are going to view this with. So、um, you know not not to reach round right back at you, but honestly the the support from podcasts like yours and others is you know the backbone of this、um, of this campaign to get Australians. Um, into better mental health. So well done on your yeah, work. Appreciate it, mate. Thank you very much. And、uh, yeah, really encourage、uh, people listening to to touch base with you. Andy, it's been it's been a pleasure, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you again. There you go, guys. Really interesting,、uh, you know, conversation with that Andy.、Uh, really passionate about what he's doing. I would never thought that there would be an industry that could be created from something like this. And 
Um, yeah, it's it's amazing to see that uh, that, that th- these guys are passionate about mental health, obviously, but they're being able to create something um, pretty special from uh, a product which we all enjoy, and and if that can go into the workplace and keep people engaged and happy, and and not going for the Freddo frogs or all that sort of thing, something that might be a bit more nourishing, possibly. Uh, it's probably not a bad uh, a bad option. So I really encourage you to check them out and support them if you can. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to me, please do support outbackmind.com.au, the website outbackmind.com.au, which is about to be updated. So uh, just stay tuned for that. It's going to look really awesome when it's done. So appreciate you tuning in. Lots of really good guests lined up. We've had a few days off, so uh, it's been nice. But um, yeah, keep uh, keep uh, listening in and please uh, share with others that may uh, that this may help. Um, really appreciate your help and support. Thank you very much.